You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Packers Talk. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. It's Packers Therapy. It's Chris in Plover, Wisconsin, and Dave in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are two happy guys tonight. Great news yesterday, I think we'll all agree. Lorenzo Kane winning the gold glove for the Milwaukee Brewers. Dave, how about that? Congratulations to Low Kane. It's well overdue. Uh, it's It really made my whole Sunday. It, I, nothing could have brought me down after hearing that news. <laughs> <laughs> it was lucky that after that stinker of a game in Los Angeles that uh, Wisconsin sports fans had something to to cheer about with the good news about the the gold glove for Lorenzo Cain. But that hardly is a deodorant for what happened uh, at that soccer stadium uh, in Carson, California. Packers lose 26 to 11. What kind of score is 26 to 11 anyway? I mean, come on. That's Uh, just – I mean, you should have known right there. If you just told you the score, you would say – that game was was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. Well, but you know, you have to give the Packers a little bit of of credit and get a little bit of benefit of the doubt because I, I was trying to think back. You know, not too long ago, I had to fly to California, and uh, it was it was grueling. Um, I left on a on a Monday, like around three o'clock, and I landed on a, I think on a Monday. I landed on on the same day. <laughs> uh, I left at three. And I didn't land uh, West Coast time till I don't, it might have been five o'clock. I mean, so by the by my watch, which I had to, I mean, I flew through two time zones and I got to California. And so from three p.m. I got there at five p.m. But it was actually, Chris. I mean, I, I, it's hard to understand. It, it was seven p.m. back at oh, home. Oh man, you I must mean, have been just whipped. I well off that plane, and I, I mean, the jet lag of those two time zones and those two hours. Oh, um, it was excruciating i first i got off and i just went right to the chairs and took a nap uh because i was so tired um i crawled to the uber and got to my hotel and you know i postponed all my meetings for five days i i could not do a single thing um i i now, just wonder let, you know I, I give them all the credit in the world i mean it, what they had to go through by going all the way across two time zones that's crazy now, you are in the same time zone as Lambeau Field, correct, sir? I am, yes. Just yes. so. Okay. Yep. So, so you know you know firsthand <laughs> just how brutal that flight can be, yeah. especially – now, I'm sure that you know, the accommodations that you had were, were, were probably uh, you know, not as uncomfortable as the accommodations that the team had flying out there. Sure. That's, yeah. I mean, I had the luxury of Southwest exactly, standing yeah. in line you know, uh, and yeah. the cattle call. And, uh, yeah, you know, I had to walk. I had to carry my own bags. Oh, God. Uh, you oh, know. no. So, um, it, you know, I had it easy um, compared. I mean, the Packers, I, I can't imagine. Well, although I guess when 
LaFleur said they were tired. It made me think maybe of another time that I've gone to L.A. where, you know, you get to L.A., you know, you leave at 3, Midwest time, you land at 5. I, like, hey, it's it's only 5 o'clock. Look, it's L.A. There's lots to do here. <laughs> Let's do something. Um, and before you know it, um, it's we stayed up too late. I never once, when they, actually when she first made that comment, my first thought was, yeah, they're tired. They stayed up super late. On Friday and Saturday, uh, it, there's no question they went out partying. And now I guess I didn't see it until today on Twitter. I guess Aaron Rodgers said something about that we need to take care of their schedule or their time management. Yeah, or, right. Like he yeah. hinted that these guys got to L.A. up 7-1 or 7-1 record playing the Chargers out of Green Bay in the cold. And they went and had a great time and made me waste three hours or so of my Sunday afternoon watching that mess. Oh, that's it was only two hours and fifty three minutes. Come on, don't exaggerate like uh, that. Oh uh, well, I was tired. I, I mean, I still, I still am not the same after that West Coast trip. It's, uh, I can't believe I can even function still. They got there. I think it was like ten o'clock, something like that. Nine ten o'clock oh. uh, on Friday, and I thought that was peculiar when I heard that uh, too. That well, you get there late. Uh, yeah, that may be going to make you tired the next day. I, I don't know. So if Jet lag should not be a problem. On no, a, it's not a problem. Flight. Goodness sake, it's two hours difference. But if they had left at a, you know, maybe a little earlier and you get in a little earlier and you, you know, can maybe get to bed a little earlier, I don't know, that maybe would have would have, would have been better more so than the jag, the jag, the jet lag. <laughs> it would have been better to, to arrive at, you know, if they'd got there at, you know, six o'clock and they're flying a charter so they can kind of dictate when it is they – you know, would like to arrive, uh, get there at six. Well, then you can, you know, kind of unwind and you have the evening and you can be in bed at a reasonable hour. And I, I, I guess what we're going to find out is when they go to San Francisco in a couple of weeks, what kind of schedule will be, will they be on then? I doubt that they'll be going out late on Friday afternoon uh, or early on Friday evening like they did this time. My guess is that they might do it the more traditional way when you leave you know, a little before noon on Saturday for a West Coast game. That that seems now it's always going to be a problem when you got it when you got to travel like that. But still, you can minimize that, I think, by how you kind of slot it in and the plan that you have. Uh, and this guy, you know, I mean, he he may be an offensive wizard in some ways. But when it comes to being a coach, there's a lot more to that, you know, than just drawing up plays, designing plays, uh, you know, more than when to throw the red flag. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes around the management of a team. And one of them is when are we going to practice? When are we going to travel? When are we going to rest? All that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, he's, this is the first time he's done this. He's probably learning some things. He might. But so the answer for getting in late is to go in the next day, but go in at noon. Is that what well, they normally do? They come on Saturday? Because that would signal to me right. it's nothing to do with being late. It's not allowing these guys an extra night to go out. Um, you go I, and... I think that's a big factor. They were saying that the California players were together with their friends and family. And, you know, you can't blame them. But, you know, that is a bit of a distraction when you go out and you're not there on a business trip. You're kind of there, you know, with, with your friends and family. You're socializing. Yeah, yeah. Friends and family. And I mean, well, okay, come okay. on, they live okay. in Green Bay and it's getting cold there. I'm sure you can attest. And they landed in L.A. with an extra night. Um, I There's no question that uh, what was going on there. And I, now how much of that affected the play? I mean, 
I guess we should get into the play. I mean, that was, I, I didn't think that was a factor. And I, it didn't seem that, you know, s- there was some kind of tiredness that was affecting, like, so-and-so was running slow or we had a bunch of drop balls. I thought the thing that really irritated me the most, this is what I think everyone's talking about, is the style of offense that they played after the last two weeks of what was really successful. They went back to the 2016 offense, which I think that's the right year, 15 or whatever it was where, you know, he's getting sacked, holding on to the ball, no one's open. That's sort of same old story. I just I sat and let's watch the game and thought, I see no evidence of what made them successful the last couple of weeks. There's no jet uh, sweeps. There's no running backs going out deep. Rodgers is getting rid of the ball very quickly. Um, it was just a mess, and I, 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 I can't figure out why that happened. Is it is it Rodgers? Did they panic because they got behind by three points? Um what was it that the penalties, you know, what was it that made their offense look so awful? And, and, and again, and I don't think it was just the execution. It looked like the plays that were called were a lot of down the field kind of stuff. It just was really frustrating. Well, they had a different receiver in the game. Of course, Devonte Adams made his comeback after missing what the last four games. Plus uh, he had was targeted 11 times, caught seven passes, uh, but for less than six yards, a catch, um, it looked to me as though uh, at the beginning they might have been trying to jam it in there a little bit to get him involved in the game. I was actually surprised to see that they targeted him 11 times. Only six players for the Packers caught passes. In the last four weeks, there's been eight or nine players catching passes. And I guess when you have a, a stud wide receiver, you're going to use him, right? And he, that's why you target him 11 times. And some of the other guys, instead of getting you know targeted Four or five times are getting targeted, you know, twice, maybe three times. So you're not you're not as multiple as you were. In fact, Aaron Jones, one catch, one for catch. Minus, minus one yard. Last I mean, week he caught two he had two hundred and twenty total yards and like hundred and seventy five receiving, and he went to negative one yards this game. Uh you know, I, I don't I, I'm all about Devontae Adams. You know, he Oh yeah, he got he's the our picture. buddy. He's our buddy, we got the picture, he just seems like a solid guy. But I think we said this, you know, before he came back, that if they continue, if they don't continue to run the offense through the running backs and through sort of the tight ends, and even the fullbacks, but make it a wide receiver first, it's just not going to work. It takes too long to develop. Rodgers holds on to the ball too long, and then you give us a team that's got two good rushers. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. If, if they would have thrown a, a quick passing kind of same thing that they've done. And I think you neutralize those guys. Sure, they can beat Bakhtiari and Bulaga, but by the time they're two steps in, the ball's out. Uh, for some reason, they felt the need to see if we could block those guys one-on-one for a while while Rogers sits there and scans the field. It's just mind-boggling to me. And and th- to see that happen, to see... I mean, I didn't know if there was much in terms of motion. I didn't see the fullback wall for any passes. I don't remember... There are a couple of attempted screens that was aborted. Um, but, I mean, they – I thought the one play they had, there was like a third and 15. They threw a quick wide receiver screen. He ran for 13 yards and they had to punt. And I thought – That was Allison, right. Too yep. bad that's not maybe more of a factor because, you know, you just make those end rushers less of a factor. But they they seem to want to make them a factor by playing this long passing game. Uh, so uh, – well, they they also didn't seem. Besides the fact that the offensive line was was getting beat, I mean, we 
God. I mean, I, I don't think I've, I've seen Bulaga and Bakhtiari get, get beat like that in, in a long time, maybe since since uh, Bakhtiari was you know in his, in his first year and he gave up a lot of sacks. Uh, still, I would think that they would know that, you know, they can see film. Bosa is a, is a good player. Uh, but I think it was the pairing with Ingram and the fact that they put him side by side. I don't know. I, I don't do Chargers therapy, so I don't know if they do that often. I know In- Ingram had been hurt. Yeah. But my guess is that besides the fact that he hadn't been playing a lot and so you don't have that film, I'm wondering if that was a new wrinkle, if, if having those guys side by side where you overload and you make the offensive line make some decisions – I wonder if that was a new look and maybe that, you know, caught him by surprise and that led to the, you know, crappy play by the, by Aaron Rodgers. Well, it, it, Rodgers really had a terrible game. Um, I call this game uh, one of his Barry Sanders games where, <laughs> yeah, he's still great. But then they have those games where you not only do you not play great, but you actually make the team worse by your play. And I thought his... Um, you know, I, I'll say it over and over. His holding the ball, scanning the field. You know, people say people aren't open. I don't agree with that. I I don't think on every play that he's sitting back there, uh, that guys aren't open. I mean, they show the the camera shot from behind him, and there'll be someone you know maybe running past their guy two yards, or a yard ahead. Well, that's open in the NFL. You throw the mm-hmm. ball in there. Um, and so I, I I don't I don't buy this. There's no one open. Uh, either he was locked into Devonte or he just. Uh, I, I just don't understand. I mean, how about the third and, and eights where they throw 50-yard bombs down the field? Uh, yeah, they I, did that to uh, to the little tuna, I think, to Kumaro. Yeah, that that um, that I don't understand. I don't think he's the kind of guy that you want to throw those balls to. Although MVS doesn't seem to be the guy either. And, and he's just invisible. They How are they not using him on crossing patterns with his speed and seeing if they can, um, you know, get him open? Uh it's it's ridiculous. I mean, if unless they just don't feel he can catch the ball, he's we've seen the speed. We saw one where he had a crossing pattern, ran for what seventy yards for a touchdown. Yeah, right. What Last is he? They, he's got to be tied, tethered to the sideline all the time. He can't ever cross the field. Now, I haven't looked at the all twenty-two camera kind of stuff to see what's open. I did see one play where there was a screen to Devonte Adams. You see this, and the two receivers on his side. Uh, I guess it was Lazard and maybe Allison mm-hmm. or Graham. Mm-hmm. I think it was Graham and, and Lazard. They ran out, didn't block their guys. They just ran out like they were going in the pattern. And like three guys swarmed on Devontae yeah. Adams on a wide receiver <laughs> yeah. screen. It's like, was that Rogers' decision to like call off what the play was and just get it to his buddy? Or is are they confused on offense? I, I wish you know we could be a, a fly on the wall of the meetings where LaFleur talks to his offensive coordinator without Rogers there. I mean, how much is Rodgers not following the plan? Because now we're talking about this for the second coach of him doing this. Uh, or is it is it was the game plan to chuck it down the field and run around and do a lot of backyard type of football? Well, okay. I want to read to you something written by Tom Silverstein uh, in his, uh, his uh, column. It wasn't the game story. It was his column following the game yesterday. He said, quote, it's possible the Chargers just exposed the Packers for what they are, a middle-of-the-road team that was catching all the breaks. Or, this game was just a bad day at the office. So, I ask you, Dave, which is it? 
Uh, did the Chargers expose the Packers for what they are, a middle-of-the-road team that was catching breaks, or was it a bad day at the office? Well, we won't know until more games are played, but we've seen this before when the Packers were went to Denver and got exposed there, and then the, the, the offense was never the same. Do you remember we talked about that game? I forget what yeah. year that was. Yeah, I, I was that 2015? maybe something like that yeah I thought that's when Ty Montgomery I think was a rookie and and he was contributing he got hurt it must have been been 2015 yeah because they uh, went to Denver and just absolutely laid an egg I think on like Monday Night Football it was after a bye yeah I want to say they were they were six and one at the time I think and yeah they the defense that was I think peak Denver defense in those days too yeah and they really gave Green Bay fits but it sort of gave the blueprint of how you stop which I I don't think it's that different than the blueprint the Chargers use, which is to rush four guys. And if you have two guys that can get after the quarterback with four, and then you just – I don't know if they zone. Or it looks like it's more of a man-to-man, uh, and you play deep to not give up the deep stuff. Um, it feels like that's been the playbook to how to play the Packers for years. And what I loved the last couple weeks was the fact that you sort of took what the defense gave you and moved down the field and then allowed Rodgers to be great and score rather than kick field goals. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry, back to your question. Is it, um, it, so we'll find out if they are exposed, if they keep playing like this, then I think <laughs> uh, they run that same offense. Then I think they've been exposed and Devonte Adams hurts them and all that. I think there is an, another possibility that you had a team coming to LA that didn't handle their business very well, and then you had another team who was what two and five? I guess they were three, three and five, three and in. five. They <clears throat> yep. Fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, that's usually a kind of a real, like you had said last week. Like sometimes when you fire the the batting coach, like the team, <laughs> that's how you light a fire under your team. I mean, right. this was two teams kind of heading in the opposite directions. One that had losing record and high motivation and one with a winning record with probably overabundance of confidence. Um, so that's a recipe of coming in flat. And then by the time, you know, if they woke up, it was too late. Plus, you know, there was something going on in the sidelines too. There was some fight between Jermon Williams and Tony Brown that, what was that oh, yeah. all about? So, you know, no. something's going on there that doesn't no. seem too good. Tony Brown did not have a good game. Uh, you know, he's offsides. On that field goal, uh, they take the points off the board. The Chargers do line up and score the touchdown. Uh, then on the, on, on the kickoff, he's got two penalties on him on the, on, on the kickoff. I like Tony Brown. Did not like him as well yesterday, though. I mean, he was just some dumb stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't – of the argument, I would tend to think that Tremont Williams is uh, more the professional <laughs> – and it probably got in so. his face. I would think so, yeah. And I don't know if it was mistakes. I, I just imagine it's – you know, you dummy for getting in at three in the morning. Now you're playing, making all kinds of penalties. Um, who knows what that is all about? But I don't think the Packers have uh, – look, they've shown this year, and Rodgers had a quarterback rating of perfection when they ran the offense the way it should. It's short passes, get it to Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Man, I, Devontae Adams next week is a decoy to me until you – meaningfully see that your running backs are being covered and then you can start to shoot for Devonta Adams. Uh, I think that's how you play offense, um, especially when you get back home. I mean, Aaron Jones cannot touch the ball nine times. It needs to be 20 to 25 times. I think Jamal Williams touches another 15 to 20 times. I mean, the offense has to go through those guys. 
I mean, the guy I would like to see come and play is Sternberger more than almost Devontae Adams because I want to see the tight ends be involved in this offense. And I've seen tape of him when they said he was coming back. You know, in college, he looks really good. He looks like a younger, faster uh, Jimmy Graham. And I, I'd love to see if he could bring something to this offense. Um, I mean, they've seen it. I, I got to believe that LaFleur wants to have that happen. The 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 question is, is Rodgers willing to run the offense the way it should be run? Well, I want to go back, uh, you know, to, to Silverstein's postulate, his the 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 point that he is thrusting upon us. Oh, okay. Did and, I, miss, I miss it. Well, you know, I'm I, just bad. I I'm a rambling. Well, I, I know. I know. But I I don't know uh, where you come out on this. I mean, were they exposed or was it just, you know, they're. They're they're still as, as good as their seven to one record. They just had a bad game. I I guess for me, um, I would probably. Of course, I predicted seven and nine, so I'm expecting them to lose another seven games in a row here. <laughs> but as I look at this, um, I can't you know do an offer on switch, but I'll give you kind of um, a a percentage, and I think that I lean toward the idea that they're. Um, that they were exposed, that they're not as good as the seven and one record would indicate, and that they have been catching breaks, and they they have. I mean, they've had really good injury luck. Uh, there's been crappy refereeing. We've been talking about that, but generally speaking, I think the Packers probably have been on the sunny side of that, and they've been you know benefiting by some terrible play by the opposition, you know, fumbling at the goal line and into the end zone. I mean, stuff like that has kind of gone in their favor. So I'd say it's probably a 55-45 for, for me that uh, they they were exposed and they're not as good as the record would indicate and they've been getting breaks. Uh, yeah, it was a bad day at the office, but I think that they've been been riding a real high uh, through the first eight games. And this was maybe a bit of a of a correction, you know. Uh, what 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 do the uh, sabermetrics guys say? The uh, the regression to the mean. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's kind of. That's kind of what's happening. I, For both teams, maybe. Well, right. I mean, if you look at the talent, I'm glad you mentioned that. The, the talent that, that Los Angeles has, almost at San Diego, uh, they've got a lot of really good players on both sides of the ball. We didn't even talk about Casey Hayward. Uh, they, they've, they've got good players both ways. And the fact they were three and five, to me, was you know a bigger oddity than the Packers being seven and one coming in. So... I think that's another factor is that, you know, over time, you know, these things are going to balance out and is uh, Los Angeles wasn't probably as bad as their record suggested. The Packers not as good as theirs. And, you know, those two factors came together in the context of, you know, Ken Wisenhunt, you know, getting shown the door. All those things probably, you know, worked in their in their favor. And so they they beat the Packers. I don't know if it's I guess it's, it's an upset. But I don't know that I would really say it's a it's a shocker in something. I don't think that was the case at all. I was more shocked by New England losing uh, over the weekend than I was with the um, with the Packers losing. Yeah, I mean that's another situation where you ask: Is it were they exposed, or because they haven't played anyone yet, or is it just you know one of those games? Um, you know, talent wise, when I look at San Diego versus the Packers, I mean, if you go down outside a quarterback, you could argue that the Chargers are more talented up and down their whole lineup. I mean, running back, I think we like our running backs, but they have two guys I think are are pretty 
pretty good yeah. players. I think yeah. receivers across the board, um, I would I would think is is better. I like Devontae Adams certainly, for, but for the Chargers, you think their their guys are better than the Packers receivers? Well, I think the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are better than yeah, Devontae right. Adams and whoever else you want to put as number two. And their and tight they've end also got that tight end yeah, is clearly right. better. Um, yeah. And they have better pass rushers. Um, and you know, defensively, uh, you know, I guess. It, I didn't see anyone really jump off the page, but certainly they have two guys that, um, I mean, we have the Smiths and they have Bosa and, um, Ingram. And Ingram. I, yeah. I probably would trade if I could straight up, I'd probably take Bosa and Ingram over our Smith brothers. Although I like the, those guys too. And then it's down to Phillip rivers and Aaron Rodgers, And I, I guess I would lean more toward it's a bad day at the office. I hope it was a lesson learned, but I'm telling you, I think this team has, is a Jekyll and Hyde team. It's not, I think last year they were just bad. There was no other side to it. They were just bad. This team can win and beat anybody if they follow the formula of they got to score touchdowns, which they can if they run the right offense running through the running backs, and then the defense can hold teams to field goals. I think they can get uh, turnovers, but only if they're playing from the uh, lead or you know when it's tight. When they're behind, I think the defense then becomes really leaky and um, – you know, they can be exposed too. But, you know, it's third and eight and you're down by a touchdown for the other team. Well, now that third down isn't so easy to call and people tighten up. And that's where I think the Packers defense can be better. So I'm not ready to say they – I don't think they're as good as the record. I think they've won some legitimate games. They've got a couple calls. I mean, what many calls would you say that they were gifted? I, I guess Minnesota with that um, phantom – Pass interference in the end zone. Oh yeah. Oh well, and the, the hands to the face. Detroit, uh, I think, would yeah, be yeah. one. But uh, you know, they had. Was there a real gimme with Kansas City? I thought you know they just had an amazing game by Aaron Jones and and uh, some. There were some fluky plays like the catch in the back of the end zone with Jamal Williams. But you know that's that's part of the game. So I, I think they've earned some of their their points. It's just if they're gonna if they're gonna be. Play like Mr. Hyde, then they could lose anybody. If they play like Dr. Jekyll, then you know they could be, they could beat anybody. I think this is a team that it can go either way. Well, here's what Pete Doherty had to say: uh, Maybe the Packers' no-show Sunday was as simple as they got full of themselves after their heady seven and one start to the season. What do you think about that one? Well, I think that would have played out in going out and partying um, the night before. But I don't know how that impacts LaFleur's play calling, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, why would why would arrogance, you know, lead you to play a different kind of style of offense? I, I, I mean, am I wrong? I If I was playing a defense that had two good end rushers and they're playing man-to-man and deep sort of safety coverage, the, the way I think the Patriots play, I actually went back and looked at the highlight of San Diego – against New England, and it probably was the AFC Championship game last year. Did they go that far? Yeah, they might have, yeah. It was, they showed, it was like an eight-minute overview of the game. I just watched the first drive, and it was quick slants, running, and short passes to the wide receivers like five yards down the field, and they moved right down the field and scored a touchdown. Um, I mean, the Packers did none of that. It was receivers out, five guys blocking against four of their uh, Bosa and Ingram and the rest of them, and uh, I, I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over. It's because that is the issue for me. I, I, 
I just don't know. I agree with that that take from uh, Doherty that they got full themselves because full themselves would mean showboating or I I don't I don't know what that would look like. But I thought they just ran a stupid offense and then that's it got it behind and uh, and they never got were able to catch up. You know, I I'm not sure. I, I've heard a lot of that today. As I've been, you know, trying to catch what the reaction is to the game, a lot of people saying that they have problems with with the offense. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't have it in front of me here. I think their first two possessions went three and out. And you know, I mean, it's that that's just six plays, and and that really set the tone for the game. They go three and out, and San Diego would possess the ball for seven minutes or eight minutes. And then the same thing and would happen. Now they're ending in field goals, which is good, but I don't think the Packers really had the ball enough to establish any kind of uh, rhythm. And I, I'm not sure I can fault the play calling when I don't think they got through their first 15 until what at least second the middle. Half. Well, yeah, let's yeah. let's go through. Let's let me just look at these wonderful possessions. They had three possessions. The first one was a punt. Um, so you had a short pass to right? yeah. short pass to Aaron Jones for negative one yard. So that right away, I guess uh, they went with their bread and butter that has worked yeah. for them, negative one yards. But then the the real bad thing happened next, and I should have seen this as this, a sign of, of bad things to come. The defensive lineman maybe moved, and then Blaga jumps up like oh, he jumped off right. right? There's a lot of penalties. There's at least three uh, false starts, right, on the offensive line. Yeah, and – I don't know. It, that one was trying to get cheapy yards uh, of saying he jumped offside, which <laughs> wasn't even close. Like, it, you, I know that the Packers are trying to do that by drawing them offsides. The linemen jump up quickly. You try to get people, you know, 13 men on the field or whatever that um, 12 men on the field. <laughs> 13 would or, be a lot. Or, or 13, yeah. Yeah, 13 yeah. would be a really bad one. Sometimes they get <laughs> that too. Um <laughs> But rather than just getting to the line of scrimmage and snapping the ball, it's like they're trying to do all these cheapy things. Well, this time it backfired. So now it's second and 16. Uh, Devontae Adams gets an eight-yard pass, and then uh, Rodgers is sacked um, on a third and eight. So that's your first possession. Any comments on on that possession? So penalties certainly hurt. Well, I mean, and, and that to me is, is this the, a team that is out of sync? I mean, these – these things are going to happen. I don't know if it's because they're partying or if it's because of jet lag or or maybe they were not as prepared as they needed to be because they were feeling a little overconfident. I don't know what it is, but these things do happen, you know, where it goes from bad to worse. You lose some yardage, you get a sack, you get a penalty, and you're in you're in deep trouble at that point. So second uh, – got actually six plays, uh, this one for a total of five yards um, – so Jones up the middle for three yards. Then you've got a uh, short pass to Jamal Williams for six. So now you're third and one. Okay. You get a false okay. start on on Jenkins. So Ugh. on third and six, though, you get the first down. You throw a pass to Devontae, which is, you know, now we're going to lock on Devontae for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a um, – so first and ten, you get a run to Jones for five yards. Then you have a penalty on Bakhtiari, false start. Now you're second and ten. Incomplete Ugh. to Adams. Roger sacked. Negative seven yards. So – um, so there's your other punt. So in your first two possessions, you have three penalties on three different offensive linemen and a sack. And two sacks. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, two sacks. So that's not a great start for the offensive line, and that is a tone setter because at that point you have, you have what a total of nine plays, 
And the other guys have had, I mean, they've run off probably 30 plays by this time. So now this is probably my favorite drive. Or 20 plays anyway, sorry. So uh, Jamal Williams runs up uh, for five. Um, Jamal Williams runs for five again, but there's a penalty on Lazard. That brings it back to now we're second and ten. Okay, that one pissed me off too because that was a was a a penalty away from the play. I hate that stuff. Legal block above the waist, which I thought was uh, really ticky tack. Well, then it gets better. Uh, We got a delay of game, so now it's second and fifteen. So I think then they get the short pass to Jimmy Graham, who who catches it and promptly um, is pushed down like on the spot. It's a one yard gain. Then, but on third and fourteen, after uh, 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 that's when they did the screen pass to Allison, which actually went for thirteen yards, but didn't make it. And then we got a gift of unnecessary roughness. By, oh yes. So you know, it is probably six to nothing at this point. We get a break. We're at um, we're at our own forty-two yard line, but we're moving down the field now. Um, we get now a pass to uh, Aaron Jones for seven yards. Second three, we get Aaron Jones gets the first down running. So now we're now second time we get a first down. Incomplete pass to Aaron Jones. Second and ten. Jones off the right right side for three yards. Now we're at third and seven. Rogers chucks the ball fifty yards down the field to Lazard, who has no chance of it. We get a punt. Um you know, so of, of those plays, I mean there is a few running plays, some short passing plays. But you're right. It's the the penalties got in the way. Um, you know, running on second and ten against this team that I don't agree with that. You know, I think we should try and get into short um, distance. And I thought at that point we weren't showing much in the run. I, those are times where you know, if we can get to a short pass that gives us four, five, six yards, and maybe I'd almost rather run on third down. But um, it felt like the couple times that we did pass or, or run. Um, it kind of put us in third long situations, which I didn't agree with. But those were the first three. Scored zero points. Had, what, 50 yards, did it say? It was 37, yeah, 42, yeah. Uh, on negative seven. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is it? Did they just panic then when they came into the second half? And, um, well, you know, I, I think what I, I heard them say is that they – they hadn't really gotten to their game plan at that point, you know, because they really hadn't had the ball much in the first half and they were planning to do stuff. But the things they were doing at the beginning were supposed to set up the things at the end and they just never got that far. And so they stuck with their plan as opposed to saying we're getting rid of the plan and we're going in a different direction in the second half. Uh, that's that's not what they decided to do. And, I, you know, I don't know if that would have mattered. I mean, I've heard people say they should have come out in a two-minute offense to start the second half. They got the ball to start the second half. Maybe they should have. I don't know if that would have mattered on a day where they were just kind of out of sync on the offensive side. And, and the defensive side, they gave up, what, 440 yards of – I mean, they they were bending, bending, bending until they finally – broke after that after that blocked punt which is another problem too i mean the special teams were horrendous um other than the one good kickoff return uh there were you know all kinds of uh shenanigans going on with the uh with the special team so as as a as a team i think it was it was a breakdown in all three phases of the game i so i don't know what they could have done offensively to adjust to compensate when your defense is porous and your special teams are anything but special. Well, special teams hurt them, no doubt, with the block punt. 
um, and their coverage is is just not good. I thought the defense played. That's that's who our defense is. If we think that our defense is going to be better than limiting them to nine points in the first half, uh, by the third quarter, you know, we're kind of in the low, low you know, in the teens. That's as good as the defense as we have. We just are not going to shut down people. We're not the 85 Bears or the Ravens uh, of yesteryear. I mean, we are the Ben don't break, you know, bear down when they uh, to stop them to field goals. That's a formula that that can work if the offense scores touchdowns. And so I, I, I clearly put this loss on the offense, not the defense. They They didn't help much, but I think they certainly did enough to win this game. I think that's a fair point. Uh, you know, it was uh, 9 nothing at the half. You come out and score a touchdown. Maybe that changes, you know, what the Chargers want to do at that point. Uh, you know, I guess if, if, you're, if you're having confidence in your defense and you're saying, you know, I mean, I can, I can play a particular kind of offense that results in field goals. It's a more careful, safe offense because I know my defense – is you know pitching a shutout. I can have confidence in them. That that changes the whole complexion of the game. But if all of a sudden it's nine to seven, you might change what it is that you're doing on offense. So yeah, I think you've got a really good point there that the offense did the defense no favors, and it was ultimately uh, I think they held them to one more field goal. Then there was the the block punt, right. and a, that that's just kind over. of the defense. Yeah. yeah, that that's when the defense broke. And you really can't blame them because it was still a two-score game at that point and we're in the middle of the third quarter that's doable that's reachable but the offense was pretty much inept yeah just uh, as you started the half I thought you know go in regroup um, kind of get yourself back I mean there's there's nothing stopping you from kind of playing your offense as they come out the half but uh, you know the very first play uh, Jones runs uh, to the right and loses three yards and I felt like that sh- that shot the running game for the rest of the of the game, at least until it was kind of garbage time. Because um, then you had uh, second play Rodgers scrambles for five yards, and then he chucks one down the field to Jake Kumro. So mm. that was a wasted possession there. I, I mean, nothing there really made sense. And then they kick the field goal. Now it's 12 nothing. You think, we've got to score on this drive. They get one first down, but on second and 10, uh, Rodgers takes a sack. And... Mm. and yeah, and then that's it. So you get the block punt and it's over. So it maybe I shouldn't be so hard on the offense because you're right. So so much was interfered by by the penalties and the sacks and just I guess dumb plays. But um, I mean, part of that though early was uh, just if they it could have gotten something going. I think you're right. I think the game could have turned out totally different. I think the defense could have showed up more if it was a close game. But I think after that putt, block punt, uh, yeah. I don't even know why I watched the game, much less why they'd want to play it. Uh, well, Goodson was, I mean, he was just, he was beaten. And they said they had seen that look before from uh, Los Angeles, but they did something different. They they spread it out wider, and they had difficulties adjusting their blocking scheme. And so they came right up the middle, and they beat Goodson. And really, uh, I I thought J.K. Scott had no chance whatsoever. I mean, there was just nothing he was going to be able to do with that, and I don't think he could have prevented that in any way. The guy was just, just on him so fast. Yeah. So it was. I mean, a lot of that is a bad day at the office. It, it's being tired. It. 
Uh, you know, how much is it if you had three guys that stayed up late, smoking pot with Crosby and Zadarius <laughs> now? It's and Zadarius Smith, yeah. And yeah. they're not really paying attention, or they're not their their self. And do a few young guys, does the Rashawn Gary look at him and be like, well, if he's not going to try, you know? How much of that do you need to everyone be sharp and focused uh, to win a football game? Otherwise, you you come out looking like this. Is it? Three, ten, you know, twenty-five guys that need to sort of play poorly for this to happen, or can it just be a handful? But it certainly it looked like garbage uh, to me this game, and I hope they learn from it. Well, we'll have to see. I, I'm, I'm not convinced that. Uh, I think I think they're a good team, and, and I still think that their you know fringe fringe playoff team is is possible because I think we've seen or I've seen enough certainly in the first eight games before this one. Uh, to say that they're a little better than I thought they were. And, you know, I mean, they look like they could be a 10-win team. Uh, I think they, they probably will be. But I just I don't think that they were the 12-win team or the 13-win team that they were kind of trending to uh, based on that 7-1 start. So, you know, I, uh, I, just, I just think it's okay. They got a little bit exposed, and in some ways this might be good because it – coaches always say or teachers always say you know it's it's when you make mistakes that you learn stuff and you have a lot to teach you know when you break down that film there'll be a lot of things that they can that they can point to and emphasize so i don't know this necessarily a bad thing it's a it's a not an nfc opponent it's not a divisional opponent everybody else in the division lost yesterday right. you know if this is a lesson game it's it's not a bad one they're getting off pretty easy. It's also in the middle of the season. You know, you're not, you know, going down the stretch where you you need every single win. I, there's still a game up, uh, plus the head-to-head against Minnesota. Uh, Chicago's struggling, so if everything else is bad, if because the Bears are playing lousy, that feels good. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it's not cool to get beat by 15 points. But, you know, as far as losses go, this is one you – it's not going to leave a mark for me. Those are the ones where you lose you know, by you know, a last-second field goal or something like that. Uh, this isn't like that at all. This is just a, a game where they were out of sorts, and you say, yep, not very good. We have a lot to improve on. We're maybe humbled a little bit. And you know, they could come back against Carolina this next weekend and be a lot better because they have – you know, gone through this kind of humbling experience. Yeah, and it all will be well if they beat Carolina going into the bye. If they have a great game by Jones and Williams, we we are talking about how they've been able to figure out a way to incorporate all their weapons, and they are super unpredictable. We'll be going into that bye super excited. And if they are able to learn how to travel to the West Coast, which is asking a lot, because I, I don't know if I mentioned, Chris, Going through two time zones to California oh, is really brutal. tough. Oh, it's, oh, it's unbelievably hard. I know. Um, there's planes and cabs and oh. bags. Oh, it's oh, but, people. You know, if, if, if they would only get a chartered bus to meet their chartered flight and take them directly to the airport, yeah. wouldn't it be a lot simpler for them? Because instead, they got to stand in that cab line. You know, you all that exhaust and fumes from 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 those those rides, and then of course you can have the right you know, the money, the change, the tip. You're dropping off. You got to yeah. go to the check-in desk. You got your bags. Yeah, it is. It's exhausting. I can see why they had a hard time. Yeah, I mean, you you got to walk across the tarmac with your headphones on. 
I mean, that's asking way too much for these guys to. I mean, it's 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 wait, too. Wait, it's, wait, wait, are you telling me that they don't like just go and wait at the baggage carousel and get their stuff and you know and and, and lug it over to the Uber and then take the cab? That's not how how that works. I, for them? I, I don't I don't think so. I, I I don't see them with their families carrying you know. Um, pack in place, and, uh, you know their children the on their backs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. It seems like they seem pretty relaxed, but you know, they were t- I, they were tired, and and asking them to recover in a day and a half in uh, in that kind of weather, uh, it's it's asking a lot. It's 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 a lot. Yeah, it's like having a massage without the full release. At least that's what Brad <laughs> told me about. Anyway, anyway. hey, uh, before we, we go take... to the break, oh, okay, okay, I I we need. We need to recognize our guy John uh, oh, yes, from do. from the from the UK. Um, he went to Patreon and supported Packers Therapy. I didn't even know we had a Patreon account. Would you care to elaborate on that? I think this is one of Nick's things, right? Yeah. Well, he recommended, and I think the deal with Patreon is you can set it up where you pay per month, if I yeah. understand it right. And uh, it, it's a great idea because. You know, we do four a month, and you assume for the value, it's probably like I don't know. Each show is probably like twenty-five bucks a show. Sure, um, exactly. And yep. so, multiply by four, you get to about hundred. Let's, let's round it up to two hundred dollars a month. Okay. And Good. you can just you know commit that much, and it just automatically sort of takes it out of your account. And so that's okay. basically what John did. And um, the thing is, I am uh, not real sure about is what is the website for that Patreon account. Um, yeah, you know, I wish I I wish I knew that. Um, you know what? Uh, we should have um, we should really find out more about this from <laughs> from Nick. He set this up for us. No, I, I actually I, did. I know I did. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's Packers Therapy at Patreon.com, but um, uh, I'm I'm about 95. Maybe maybe John, as in addition to his generous gift, can tell us how he did it. Um, <laughs> I how did I even find it? We have not talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, I think we did one time um, when we first set it up. No, oh, I, all right. I, maybe I thought okay. we did. So okay, okay. Well, I I'm not sure. I I was I was surprised when I saw that. I thought, like, whoa, wow. Okay. Well, the fact is, regardless of that, uh, we're out on Patreon apparently. <laughs> um, and if you want, you can go to PayPal. And we also we definitely know that one works because I tell you that thing is like a license to print money. I'll tell you, <laughs> it is. We've bing bing bing. It is incredible. Uh, we are uh, Packers Therapy at yahoo.com. That is where you. Uh, I think we also have that on Patreon too. I, th- I think that's also our identifier there. Uh, so either place, Patreon, PayPal, something else that begins with a P, um, and you uh, Packers Therapy yahoo.com. And uh, you know, you, as as they used to say in the, in the in the Catholic Church, bring the money from your house to my house, and uh, that's that's what of they, course you, they said of course that? you well you do it in the in in the Gregorian chant. Oh, okay. you know, bring the money from your house to my house. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know why that seems funny to me. Well, uh, it is funny. Well, don't they make you go to mass at your work? No, I don't go to mass at my work. I I have at times been. At a mass through work, I have not a clue what's going on. Um, well, I sit there in my Wheaton College huddle, wondering if I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, wait for the Gregorian chant, and then you can you'll hear that. Then they bring the money from your house to my house. Yeah, it so. sounds like uh, '80s song. 
Um, it actually, it actually, it actually does. It actually does. Uh, anyway, so please, uh, if you are so inclined and you like this podcast for reasons no one understands, uh, please go ahead and do that. So, with that commercial out of the way, uh, we're going to take a ever so slight uh, break to make sure this thing has been recording and that everything is the way it needs to be. And we will be back, Chris and Dave, more Packers therapy in just a bit. Chris and Dave back with Packers therapy. Uh, we have uh, just gone through halftime. We had marching bands and uh, we had highlights. Oh, it was fantastic. Light show. Yeah, we had a cool light oh, yeah. show. Oh, exactly. Well, always, especially when, uh, you know, Zadaria Smith shows up. We have great, <laughs> great effects. Up, yes. <laughs> now, yeah. Should we talk about that for a second? Uh, well, actually. Because, you know, that uh, happened in my, my old stomping ground by Racine, Wisconsin. Oh, that is right. It did uh it did happen there, didn't it? I yep. thought it, was, it wasn't Kenosha. It was it was Racine. I think it was Racine, and it was funny, you know, because I saw the report. You know, he had marijuana. It was speeding like twenty miles per hour over the speed right. limit, right. and I thought, oh, my first reaction is, oh my gosh, you know, drugs and speeding. Well, first of all, the speeding. Um, I don't know if I've ever not driven under twenty <laughs> miles per hour around Racine. So that part, I need to like calm down about a little bit. And I just find it's really fascinating that this idea that having possession of, of marijuana, given how much the attitudes have changed with that drug. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. And with all the aches and pains that they go through and how that makes them feel better. I, I, I thought this was all about just killing brain cells. I, growing up, this was one step away from meth or heroin. It, it was – it Reefer madness. Yeah. It it, now it's so different. So is Zadarius Smith, uh, is he a villain here or is it no big deal? I, I don't think it's any big deal anymore. Uh, and, and also, too, I, I'm not sure is, is pot legal in Illinois now because they were coming from Chicago. Yeah, it's uh, in the first of the year. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's, it's not quite, but it is it is going to be legal. Um, so if you are, you know, having a couple of joints in Chicago and uh, Racine is what half hour, you know, uh, north of Chicago, yeah, forty five minutes, a little maybe. Bit more, yeah, but you, you yeah. still got a ways to go to get to Green Bay. Yeah, and you know, I mean, what's there? There's a lot of people that have a couple of beers and drive. Well, they're not legally drunk, but they've had a couple of beers. Um, you know, I mean, Zadarius Smith and the, and the people that he was with uh, may have been that level of intoxicated, right? Where you're you're not drunk, but you're you know, probably feeling a little relaxed, shall we say, you know, yeah. and I don't know that that's, is it optimal? Well, no, but I would think that there are a lot of people who go to, for instance, who go to the Brewers games, right? And I'm sitting around those people all the time. We happen to sit in the family section because that's where we get good seats from our, our buddy Tom. Uh, but, you know, you look across the railing and there are people having a few beers, no big deal. They're going to get in their cars and drive home. Well, I mean, what's the difference between that and Zadarius Smith, you know, maybe having a joint in Chicago where it's going to be legal soon and then driving north? I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing or any worse than somebody having a couple of beers at the Brewers game than driving home to New Berlin. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, you know, the combination, I, even as you're saying that, I think, you know, he's under the influence potentially and he's driving yeah. super yeah. fast. When I think of it that way, I think – you know what? You know what if someone would have gotten hurt? I, that you just yeah. never, no. I never allow that to happen, and that he raises the risk when he when he does that. But at the same time, I think I've driven very fast down ninety four because it is boring, and if 
You got to get all the way up to oh. Green Bay. Oh, it's oh. a long hike, and uh, it takes a while to get out of Chicago. Um, that's that's a that's a long drive. Why I, don't they fly? Why do they have well, to drive? You would think that with the money that they designed for, and I don't know if Preston was with them. I know that Rashawn Gary was with them. Charter a plane. I mean, it can't well, be that South, bad. You take, know? take American. I mean, out of Strobel it's gotta, Airport. It's it's got it's got to be nonstop, right? Between Chicago and, and Green Bay on a, on American, I would imagine, or you United. I think there would be one. Yeah, it would it would be one flight. But then I guess you can't bring it back if you're probably flying. Maybe that's a consideration. You want to go through security, so you wow. go down and you can bring it back in your car. But yeah, that, see how not, that worked I'm, out. Yeah, yeah. I I guess it's not it's not that big of a deal um, for me, especially the way you know, attitudes and cultures and times. Now, he may have been arrested for driving while black. And, you know, that is a major offense in Racine. <laughs> um, that's, I didn't think of that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Racine is not like that. Come on. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ni- nice try. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that aside, we, we would have been remiss if we didn't mention that, and I think from a, a Packers standpoint, the question becomes, you know, is the NFL going to intervene and going to suspend him for a game or two? I mean, he he took the fall for the other guys. He, he said it was all his doing, and, you know, that's kind of his profile. Uh, or, or will they wait to zap him till next year, and he'll have to miss the first game of the season like uh, Jones missed uh, last year, right, the first two games because of uh, he had – some pot issues in the off season. Yeah. Why? Well, if, if it must've been his, because wouldn't you coordinate and pick the guy who's making the least amount of money and yeah. then just yeah. split because he's going to, if you miss a game or two, he's not going to get paid for those games. And Zadarius is making quite a bit of money per game. Well, um, yeah, he's also had a nice signing bonus. Of course, Gary yeah. probably got a pretty, is it what the number 10 overall pick 12, but not the size second. of Smith. No, no, no. And no, I don't know but, who the third guy was. Uh, the I third think, man. I think he was uh, – his name was Crosby, maybe? Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they bought from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you want to uh, do the Surly so, Award? I think we should do the Surly Award because it kind of fits in uh, you know, with the, with the subject we have been discussing. Yeah, so I guess my Surly Award – cue the music here. Um, my Surly Award I think has to go to Tremont Williams and his, uh, his fight on the sidelines, which – was not quite a fight. A lot of sort of just standing close to each other and looking at each other, which is my way to fight as well. I, I don't want any physical, you know, anyone getting hurt. But, you know, a lot of staring, a lot of kind of standing close and pushing maybe a little bit. That's that's the way I would normally fight or not fight at all, really. But I think uh, the look on Tremont's face, he looked pretty surly to me. So he gets my surly award. Well, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Tony Brown. I'm going to take the other side of that because oh, yeah? this is a guy. Well, this is a guy who's, who's pretty chippy. I mean, we've seen again and again and again uh, that you know he's a guy that's mixing it up, and he I think he is a surly dude. That's one of the reasons why I kind of like him because he is a kind of a, a, a mean, aggressive kind of player. And I guess call me crazy, but I like that in my defensive players. Uh, the problem is he's done a lot of dumb stuff too. And I'm thinking that's what Tremont was getting on him for is, you know, not being smart. And he had three penalties called on him uh, yesterday. You wonder how long they're going to put up with with that. They they also played him from 
from scrimmage a bit. I don't think he's a bad player at all, but he's one of those guys I think that's got a temperament uh, issue that they're going to have to always be vigilant, always control that stuff. And so I think he was definitely surly, but I think that's just kind of kind of who he is. And even his his comments to the media after the game, um, they came off as kind of defensive, I guess. Uh, but I guess that would be surly. So yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I think the ultimate surly award goes to is it Jermaine Whitehead? Do you see this oh, guy? <laughs> what he tweeted? Oh, former Packer, former Packer. Yeah, he. <laughs> anyone who criticized him, he. Um, let's just say he did not remove the filter from his Twitter uh, thoughts. Uh, he let them all laid out, and apparently he got cut today as a result. He of did. It. He <laughs> did indeed. Yes. You know, but the Browns are having a rough season. I think there's a lot of expectations around that team. They've they've fallen short, and I think you know that that frustration. I think was was venting by Jermaine Whitehead. I, I, I can kinda I can kinda see why that happened. You know, when you haven't been playing up to the standards that you thought and everybody thought was going to happen. I mean that that's what happens around either losing teams or disappointing teams. It seems like guys get in more trouble. Uh when you're winning, uh, you know, it's it, it's all we're all family, you know, we like to hang out together, this and that, and it goes the other way, um, you know, when the team loses. Yeah. Well <laughs> There is there's levels of that, and he went to the extreme, which is uh, it's worth reading. It's it's great, excellent reading his oh. his Twitter account. I think I'll have to follow him uh, for days to come because he is. We couldn't rename it the Whitehead Surly Award because uh, he <laughs> right now he's he's in the Surly Hall of Fame. This would be the 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 Surly Whitehead Hall of Fame. I think we have to keep Nick up front. <laughs> okay, on, fair on things. Yeah, yeah, necessary. yeah, definitely. So um, anyway, speaking of Surly. Uh, uh, Chris Raleigh uh, was in touch from Scottsdale. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the, the subject line in his email is 26 to 3. So I knew right away this, this was not going to be pretty. Chris says, I'm done with this game today. And obviously it was 26 to 3. Yeah, he missed this the best part. Bay, yeah. yeah, well, this Green Bay team is Charmin Soft. Chargers rush for less than 40 yards the last three weeks. They have one of the worst O-lines in football, and Green Bay makes them look like all pros. Completely unprepared on both sides. I haven't seen one play-action pass. Maybe that's on the pre-snap penalties. But this is pathetic, says Chris. Green Bay had a real shot to put some distance with many in Chicago and Detroit losing today. Such uninspiring football. And Chris from Scottsdale was so disgusted he must have Punched off right at 26 to 3. Well, right after he, he wrote us. Then he probably punched off. Maybe he went to take some of that Zadarius Smith stuff and, and relax. At least I hope he did. Yeah. Because, well, whoa, Chris. Well, he, maybe it's his fault because ever since he stopped watching, the Packers did great. They won no, 8 no, to nothing ever since he stopped exactly. watching. Yeah. Two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah. nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Chris, I understand, and you're always good. You always write to us after the game, uh, and I give you a lot of credit because we've done podcasts after games, and you're you're unvarnished at that time. You know, you, good emotions, bad emotions, they're all right on display. So props to you for you know not taking time and thoughtfully sitting down <laughs> and evaluating what the experts say, listening to a couple of podcasts reading some commentary no well good good for you you know you, you let us know exactly what you're fire it off feeling. that's right exactly right so chris thank you for writing from scottsdale now writing from farther away though 
is our man Ichuk. Ichuk um, decided to, to to break out of his dull routine, sitting alone in his um, in his hovel in Paris. Um, you know, what good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret for Ichuk in Paris. And so he decided to go, he ventured out, as he says, to the official Packer Bar of Europe to watch the game with expats and vacationers from Wisconsin. Uh, the owner of the place, of course, this guy's name is Pierre, right? I mean, if you, if you own the official Packer Bar of Europe in Paris, y- your name has got to be Pierre. Anyway, I, I, Chuck, I believe he might have an iPhone, too. I suppose, seeing as how he invented it, I suppose he's allowed to actually uh, have an iPhone. What version he has? He's probably, I think he's on the, carrying a 7, maybe 8. I'm, no, I'm guessing a 4S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, he sends us a video. It is actually excellent. I'm, I think he's probably rocking the 11 is what I'm, is, mm. is what I'm guessing. Um, but it's, it's, it's really nice. And he, and he said, um, uh, do me a favor, give a shout out to the WOS bar, WASP bar. Uh, on the podcast, and we will most certainly do that. Uh, we, I know we have a lot of listeners uh, who travel, uh, listeners overseas. I don't know if we have anybody in Paris other than than Chuck, um, but we have you know around Europe a lot of people listen to Packers Therapy. Uh, if you go to Paris, this is the place to go: the Was Bar, W O S Bar, and it's known as the official Packer Bar of Europe. And the um, patron is one. Pierre, he is the owner. So that's uh, that's the kind of of mood that I Chuck was in. But they, that wasn't the only European listener uh, that was out there. There was the the big uh, meetup in London uh, where we had a guy uh, getting together with Doctor Klaus. I believe it was time for Guy's annual physical, <laughs> uh, and Klaus administered that and brought along his two sons as well. I remember when they were boys. I mean, these are well, they're young still men. boys. Oh yeah. Well, okay. well, I don't know. I, I have not done their physical, but I will assume that they are, in fact, boys. But they, they, they've become young men now, and they took a trip uh, from Norway to London, and they hung out uh, with a guy. And i got to say, their sports bars look pretty darn nice. <laughs> well, one looked like a Hawaiian beach club or something. But yeah, yeah, kind of palm trees. But, you know, it wasn't like our sports bars where you either sit at the bar, you sit at a table, and there's all these things. They looked like they had, like, a viewing area, a big screen with, like, you know, chairs in, in theater-style seating. It looked pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, I did not get the name of that uh, place where Guy and Klaus and, and sons of Klaus were hanging out. Uh, but they, they got together. And uh, also, and I think this is worth mentioning, Guy tweeted uh, before the game, he went to the Jags game um, that was in London over the weekend, and that was the last game or the last team he needed to see in order to have seen in person all 32 NFL teams. That's really impressive. I live in the same country as the NFL. I've not seen all 32 teams live, and... uh, you know, guy has so nicely done, my friend. Yeah, that's really impressive. I don't think I've. Um, I mean, how many in person? I bet you I'm under ten. Well, no, that's probably not with all the Packer games. Um, I probably about half. I would say. Yeah, I, I I might say fifteen is is right. I'd have to really think about that. I've seen Detroit way too many times. Oh yeah, way too many times. But I th- yeah, there's with me as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, see too many losses. Um, yeah. 
So that's that's a great achievement. Congratulations. And the thought is, is if the Packers play in London next year, Chris, next year, that could be an outing uh, or a gather Packers therapy outing, including <laughs> uh, the two of us. That's well, you know, there was there was another. See, all these Packers therapy fans are, you know, getting together in Europe. So it wasn't just Guy and it wasn't just Klaus. It was also Rob. You know, Rob uh, sent us a bunch of photos. Um, uh, I guess he must have also gone to the game, but somehow they didn't quite, you know, hook up with Guy and Klaus. But still, a lot of photos of them getting together as well. So we have our peeps, you know, all uh, arrayed, waiting for us to arrive. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole the whole gang and we, where we will be treated as as conquering heroes, uh, <laughs> yeah. much like much like the Vikings were in the ninth century, I think. Right. When they came to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, at least uh, going that direction, far easier. We can fly to London. We'll get off that plane ready to go. Just <laughs> don't I cannot go to California again. That's way too exhausting. I just that's too much. It's too much. Well, I can't. I can't blame you for that, my friend. Uh, ho- hopefully, you won't have to endure that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks to everyone who uh, was in touch with us and uh, sent in uh, photos. Uh, Rob, we appreciate that, and Klaus and Guy. Uh, this is really nice to to see you guys, and I'm glad that you're all getting together and you have Packers therapy in common. So that's pretty cool. All right, then let's do some betting lines. First of all, we have to tell who won this past week, eh? Yes, we'll go through the answers real quick uh, here. We have uh, a single winner, and I I think it's someone. It's a repeat winner. Let's let's see if that's that's true here. Um, so uh, number one on the betting lines, we asked uh, Aaron Rodgers quarterback rating. You set the line at one eleven. Oh God, eighty five and a half. We did yeah, not. You, we did yeah. not call this game well. Get ready I, for disappointment. I, I did not see this coming. Yeah, I okay. took the over. Um, Oh, oh my. Number two, total points, 52. Uh, it was 37. I took the under Ooh. on that, which is right. Uh, number Good. of touchdowns by Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. You set the line at two and a half, and they had one. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, Williams had an impressive end late uh, uh, late in the game. Yeah. Broken tackles. And, um, you know, it's funny, you know, Rodgers, when as he held the ball, as he ran to the left and he threw it, and he was wide open. That was one where I thought, why didn't he throw it sooner? Um, but I, apparently, that's when he cleared. And um, he he does seem to be a little late um, yeah. on his throws. Um, maybe I'm just noticing it more now. But you know, guys will come open and he won't see him until they're done being open. You know, he misses them at that time because he doesn't have the benefit, of course, of the end zone camera and the high angle and all that stuff. It's it's a lot messier when you're down on the field, but he just doesn't seem to see guys as quickly as he did a few years ago. That's what it felt like to me. But anyway, all right, number four, total catches by MVS and Allison. You set the line at four and a half. And this is part of the problem, Chris. They had two. These mm. are your second and third receivers mm. on, on basically a passing uh, offense. Um Number five, who would be a leading tackler, Blake Martinez or someone else? It was Blake Martinez. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. as he rides many of the running backs five yards down the field. I, I I did get a lot of Blake Martinez hate on Twitter. and It was hard to watch them in the second half and not see him 
really, really not stick guys uh, and tackle them on the spot, uh, but rather kind of bear hugging them and and being ridden for three yards. I thought was uh, it, that's a problem. That's something they're going to have to take care of in the draft or free agency next year. I think. Is he playing with a club on his right hand? I don't remember if he did. I know two two weeks ago I thought, but I don't remember it this week. Yeah, because if he does have a hand issue, as 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 uh, uh, the Browns player uh, will will tell you, you know, I'm playing with a broken hand. Uh, if he if he is playing with a broken hand, that you know that maybe would impact his playmaking ability. Uh, number six, uh, J.K. Scott's net average. You set the line at thirty-eight and a half. Everybody took the over except for uh, Eli Miller, and it was the under at thirty-seven point six. So mm-hmm. um, tough one, tough one. Um, uh, Philip Rivers total passing yards. You set the line at three ten. It was two ninety four. That was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, seven and a half. What would it be the first time they would show uh, a fan in a cheesehead hat? And no. Mike said it was in the first quarter. So of course, uh, we all, we got that both right. And then yeah. um, seven three four is will they do a trick play? Uh, no, I don't think they did anything close. Um, and will they ever compare the temperature of the two places? They never did that either. I I thought that was an inspired pick, but I don't recall them ever showing that. And then the tiebreaker, which we needed to use, was Aaron Jones' total yards. The winner said 80, which I think was the lowest of the bunch. Yeah. This week is Jared Stevenson with seven correct. Jared got this game pretty well just right on. Hell, he missed, let's see, he missed one, two, three, well, he missed three. Three, three out of three out of ten-ish? I think, he's, I think he's a past winner, I'm pretty sure. I think this year, he's certainly in the past years, but I thought he had won already this year. Um, so he gets to go back to Packers Hotel and Casino again. Um, you ready to do this week's betting lines? Oh, of course I'm ready. All right. Congratulations, Jared. Let's see if you can do this again. Number one, number of Devontae Adams targets. Oh, 11 this week. Boy, I, I hope it's not 11 again. I, I, I just I think that's too many targets when the second highest target is six. That I think you're a little bit out of balance there. Uh, I think that'll learn a little bit. Uh, he is still your best player or receiver so he probably should get more targets than other people not 11 and 6 though so i'm going to set this at um targets for Devonte at eight and a half. Eight and a half. i'm going to take the over until i actually see them learn from their mistakes i'm going to bet what they usually do um number two total yards for christian mccaffrey boy i'm glad you mentioned him because he is a multi-threat kind of guy he's um, one of the best players probably in the NFL. Uh, didn't his is, didn't his dad play for, in for the for the uh, Broncos? Easy was that Ed right? McCaffrey, the guy yeah, that yeah, yeah. faked all those pass interferences. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's how you survive in the NFL, I guess. Uh, so we want all-purpose yards. Yeah, Easy Ed's kid. Uh, boy, you know this is like an, an Aaron Jones deal. You know, um, I'm gonna put that at uh, oh god. Packers defenses gives up so many yards. Um, I'm gonna put at uh, 142. 142. I'll take the over that one. Uh, number three. Number of times Aaron Rodgers is gonna be sacked. Mm, he had three this week, right? And he also got knocked down a bunch. I mean, it, it wasn't just it wasn't just the sacks. It was the fact that he seemed to be constantly under duress. 
uh, even at those times where he wasn't actually sacked. Yeah. Um, and they got uh, Carolina, huh? Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that at three and a half. I, th- I think Ooh. I think they might even go a little more than than this week. All right, I'm gonna take the under on that. I think. Uh... I think I think although he will throw to Devontae a lot, I think they're going to get rid of the ball faster. Uh, number f- so. number four, uh, I'm not even going to include. Well, Allison I think is probably out uh, with another concussion. Um, but how many catches will MVS have by himself this week? Oh man, you know I when would really I think Lazard has passed both of those guys up right now. He seems to be kind of their guy, and you know, and it's it's a good story. You know, I like I like him. He led the team with in yardage uh, with three catches and 44 yards, which isn't great, but, you know. Uh, and meanwhile, for M- MVS, is, he had two targets, no no catches. Oh, God. Rough. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so number of targets for him next week. Catches, well, I, not targets. Oh, Ca- oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Okay, catches. Well, he had, had zero this week. Um, I don't know that he's going to be featured that much. I'm going to say two and a half. Two and a half, I'll take the under. That one, um, number five, uh, not including the quarterback, uh, number of rushing attempts. Okay, this week Ten. only one for um, for Rodgers. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but you know he's he's usually good for a couple of those. Um, so just the running backs. Uh, right. No, what? what well, what, wide receivers. Yeah. You I was can, gonna say. So if we do a jet sweep yeah, and and uh, yeah, Allison comes around or something. All right. Um, Allison's wait. not coming around. He's, no, I, he's probably yeah. Lazard. You could do maybe Devontae. Certainly MVS. You could do as a MV. Uh, you would you would think that would be a good role for him. Yeah, with his speed. But in fact, uh, every time you hand up the middle, having MVS fly across on a jet sweep to just freeze the safety or linebacker. Why would you just do that? Why why do you need him out in the edge just doing nothing? Uh, except running deep. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, so what do you think? Okay. Um, hmm. Boy, they have got to, you know, bring him across the the middle some and make him more a part of this thing. Um, hmm. Are you still thinking about combined rushing attempts? Combined? Oh, <laughs> before he did the MVS catches. <laughs> That's right. We we already did that one. Yeah. Sorry, I could tell. I I was on. The you were, you took the time machine and went back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have to rush the ball more uh, than they did. I. I like I like the tilt toward the pass, but you gotta do it more than ten times. Uh, let me put that line. Um, I'm gonna put that at twenty and a half. You know, I'm gonna take the over on that one. Um, number six. How many sacks by the Smith brothers? Oh, they had one and a half this week. Is is that right? I thought they had two. They each have one. Um, no, Sidarius had a half. Yeah. And then, and then Preston Tyler had, had a half, and yeah, one for Preston. Yep, so one and a half. All right. So, I I suppose they're they're both they're both good for one. Um, so let's put it at two. Let's put it at two. two huh? I'll take the I'll take the over. That one. Uh, number seven. How many turnovers will Green Bay get? They had not not of this week, but they're at home. Carolina's no. quarterback is it's not Cam Newton, somebody no. else. Um, what do you, whoever he is, and uh, now playing quarterback <laughs> for Carolina, somebody else, <laughs> not Cam Newton. Yeah, not Cam Newton. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, interceptions, fumble recoveries. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, if they don't 
get a turnover, they're not going to win, probably. All right. I, I think I'll I write think that down. That, so, yeah. Turnover equals uh, zero equals yeah. loss. Okay. And I'm going to put it at one and a half. One and a half. Oh, I'll take the under. I think they can get one. Maybe not two. Um, all right. Seven and a half. At any time during the game, will they play Sweet Caroline? Oh, God. I'm going to – well, I was going to say no, but uh, now does that mean it's got to be played by the TV or could it be overheard yeah. uh, being played in the stadium? Any – well, that would be weird if they did it in uh, in Lambeau Field with Carolina there unless they're so gracious that we're winning by like 50 points. I, I say any way your TV shoots out Sweet Caroline uh, counts. Okay, well, here's why I'm saying that because they – you know, tend to play that at Badgers games. They do at Badger games, right? Yes, yes, they do. And, you know, they, they do a lot of overlap. I mean, they jump around and stuff like that. And uh, so wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. So I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to oh. say we're, we're going to hear it in some way, shape, or form. I think so, too. I think we're going to cut the break after a Carolina touchdown and we'll get a sweet Caroline. Although it is Fox, so they don't do as much weird stuff as, you know, NBC or uh, the Monday Night stuff. Um well, Fox News does a lot of weird stuff, but that's a that's, whole different that's matter. A different yeah. Uh, yeah. Seven three fours. How many times would they show Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well done. No, I, I scratched that one. Sorry. Um, well, if, so Camp Newton, though, yeah. If yeah, I thought about that. If uh, Zadarius Smith has a sack, what do you think his celebration will be? He is going to do the 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 uh, blunt thing, the smoking thing, like uh, Rogers did a couple of years ago. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're gonna do the blunt. Yeah, because I thought one option is he might do the grave digger again. Um, ah. I think he's going to do. Um, uh, I think he's going to do the crawl on the ground. Kind of, he'll do that once. But I think the grave digger. I saw that Gilbert Brown gave him a thumbs up on Twitter. And he thought nice. he'd improve on it, so he might do the grave digger again. Um, I think he's going to do some kind of a crawling action, maybe something for Thanksgiving. It's a little early for that. Um, but if you uh, – that's uh, extra credit if you can guess which celebration you'll have. And then uh, for a tiebreaker, what is Aaron Rodgers' quarterback rating? Mm. I am going to say uh, 96.5. Oh, boy. Um, I, I think I think this is a bounce back, but I'll go 103. 103. All right. Well, though, those are your betting lines for this week against Carolina. Uh, if you want to play, you need to email Mike Miller at mitnomiller at gmail.com. Because of the loss, I'm not singing it. It's nope, no, M-I-T-N-O-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. Indeed. There's a lot writing on this. You know, it's a, it's an entire week uh, gratis at the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino, yeah. located just a stone's throw off. Two weeks. Did you say a week because of the bye? You get two oh, weeks. Oh, I, I forgot about the bye week. Yep. Oh, my God. It's, well, it's, it's all the better. Because that will be, you know, we'll have occupancy, so that will that will be a good thing uh, for us. If you, it's it's a stone's throw off the strip, if you've got a very good arm, and it's it's believe me, you will not forget your experience at the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino. It's right so. next to the uh, machine gun practice uh, <laughs> lot that they have. Uh, in fact, I think they have three of them, all kind of really close. So it's within walking distance of all the machine gun. Uh, shooting uh, facilities. It's awesome. Well, you know, that's what Vegas is known for. Just ask Tupac. And also, 
Too soon? I'm sorry. Okay. Too soon. Too, yes. Okay. Never early enough. Speaking of speaking of Tupac, uh, pop culture. I think it's Tupac. Uh, but go ahead. Tupac, whatever, man. Okay. So, um, uh, no, what you're supposed to say, I think, is, oh, is okay, boomer. <laughs> okay. Um, what, what what do you got for pop culture? Pop culture for me. Um, I am uh, just binge watching Better Call Saul. Um, oh, I'm on great. season two, and I'm all in on this show. It is so good. I I I don't even think I like Breaking Bad as much as I like Better Call Saul. I think he and uh, the other character Mike are are great yeah. characters. It's one of the prequels that I appreciate too. Knowing where it's headed always kind of takes some of the um, you know anticipation away because you know they're going to live or they're. they're but uh, how they end up together and, and uh, working together and how he's sort of breaking bad from a lawyer perspective, it's it's really fun and fascinating to watch how this is going to play out. So I'm still watching that. Um, it's basically all the, the pop culture I've had a chance to do this week. It's been a super busy week last week. Um, I will recommend Austin, Texas as a place to go visit. It's very uh, – lots going on there. I did that this week, but – did you, did you stop? Did you stop and see my son when when you were there? I did not. No, because uh, oh. I didn't realize that. So it yeah. was kind of a in and out kind of a trip. Well, he's not going to be. He's been there seven years, but he's he's not going to be there much longer. He's uh, he's coming back to Central Wisconsin. So. Well, that's uh, well based on Green Bay and Austin at this time of year. I would say um, good for him. <laughs> that's a... well, he doesn't like he doesn't like the weather there. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, it's way too hot for for him. He 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 likes the he likes the seasons and you know, the snow and all that stuff. And I I can't believe he's my son. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, you? So yeah, I I uh, I was like you. I was busy this week. I did not watch uh, anything new, um, and I didn't get a chance to really spend much time doing anything other than my you know Packers reading and you know the the normal reading that I that I do. So I just want to put in a vote to also. Uh, affirm your reading of Better Call Saul. That is um, an absolutely terrific program. And you make a good point. Is it better than Breaking Bad? And that's a really good question. I, it, they're different shows. They're similar and there's overlap. Um, and there's definitely a, a stylistic uh, way the show is written and the way it's presented and the way it looks. Um, but they're very, very different in terms of kind of their of – their, core and their messaging um absolutely great performances michael mckean is outstanding uh in this uh if you haven't watched better call saul um especially if you liked breaking bad uh, it's it's really as must see uh tv it's very very well done uh so i i would definitely uh, back up dave's rendering of that and uh binge it sometime you know we got crappy weather coming up if you're going to be inside that would be an excellent thing uh to spend time uh binging better call Saul. all right so i guess that kind of wraps packers therapy it's a, a disappointing week for uh the packers losing uh their second game of the season uh now they fall to seven and two still in first place in the nfc north uh, third despite- place in the nfc standings right they're behind Which, exactly san francisco yeah. and the saints if i that's exactly right. Um, so if the playoffs, you know, were held uh, today, which would be kind of odd in November, but let's say they were, uh, Packers would have that third seed. They would have a home game. Um, you know, all in all, that you know, I 
think if you told me that in August, I, I would say, yeah, um, sign me up for that. I'm, I'm down with it. It's so easy, the recency uh, bias thing, you know, that yeah. to, to, to think, man, this is, this is horrible and the team is cratering. Well, no, it's one game. Um, while I, I get, I'm not, I'm not sure they're as good as the record indicates. I think this is a good team. This is a team that can, you know, probably handle Carolina at home. Uh, I'm expecting them to win and to go into the bye eight and two. And if that's the case, then, um, after the bye week, then you're starting to think about how are we going to slot for the postseason if you're eight and two at that point. So I think this is a big game. I mean, Eight, eight and two, a lot better than seven and three, and I think you want to have that kind of mojo and momentum uh, going into the bye week. So, uh, Dave and I are going to watch it, and uh, I think we'll be back in a week or so and maybe give you our viewpoint because I know you cannot live without hearing what Chris and Dave have to say about your Green Bay Packers. So, until that time, I'm Chris and I'm Dave, and that is Packers there. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy.